This is Double Exposure Show, co-hosted by Sophia Lemon and myself, Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny, off-topic rants. If you're not one of those, stop listening right now. Just kidding. Here we go. I have like rants prepared and then non-rants prepared and then I'm just there's so much going on in my head mm-hmm. I don't know where to start That's... do you have anything to say <laughs> no I like your shirt thanks oh yeah that's about it wait can you see, can you see? it's hard to see a little bit it's very I like it it's an abstract camera yeah so if you photograph with that shirt do you put photographs 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 turn out abstract or is that i don't know but i think it like matches my branding pretty well obviously it's not the right colors but i do have the whole watercolor thing going on with my logo yeah it also matches your hair well does it go well with my hair there you go yes i know we had a discussion recently on whether or not i can wear white you can wear white okay cool because I'm going to wear it tomorrow. So I have my BNI presentation tomorrow, which I'm super excited about, but also terrified. Um, and so I had to do my training first, and then I get to do my feature presentation, it's called. Mm-hmm. It's a 10-minute presentation. It's short. And I am <laughs> kind of afraid now that I have over-prepared. <laughs> I was going to say, most of the time, nobody's ever prepared for 10 minutes. Most of the time, people are like... 10 minutes. That's pretty short. And then they're three and a half yeah. minutes into it. And they're like, um, I'm done. <laughs> so, I, but those people speed talk. So the key, oh, yeah. the key is just to have a conversation as if you're explaining something to like a six year old. Yeah. Uh, yes. I like how you said that. Um, I will need to speak a little bit slower, but I have slides and photos and I'm showing an album proof. So that will help slow things down for sure. Um, so basically my presentation is on like, hey, look, I can take really great photos, but that's the least important part of my job. <laughs> um, and the more important part is the prints and stuff. And then um, I'm going to show an album proof that has been like a year in the making. So, wow. <clears throat> yeah, it's a special story. But I'm going to be I'm not going to tell you too much about it because I'm going to be filming it and then I'm going to be putting it up online later on. Um, Where is it going to be online on YouTube? Yes. And probably on Facebook and Instagram and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I um, Is that a new one? Is it blah, 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 dot CA? Yeah. Okay. Um, We should probably buy that before anyone takes it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was texting Ralph yesterday and he's telling me, you need to print off all of these sheets for all of the members. It's basically like a bio on me and how to refer people to me. Good idea. So I've printed off 30 pages plus my introduction for the person who's going to be introducing me, plus one sheet for myself with all of my notes. And then I'm taking my camera because I'm filming it and the president's bringing a wireless microphone for me so that you can hear me instead of on the video, instead of like a hollow room kind of thing. And then I'm taking two album samples because I'll pass those around. And my... (laughs) prize so i the speaker gives a prize and i just feel like i have too much stuff and i've over prepared and i no, I, have, I don't fine. know why but i feel like i'm going into this like i'm going to do this presentation and they're going to be like she tried way too hard 
Because so far they've all approached it reasonably casually. You know what? I that's that's BS. I I don't think there's a benchmark for trying too hard. I know there shouldn't be, but when you were in school, there was like you know kiss ass or whatever teacher's pet or yeah whatever. You're not in school anymore. It's the real world. So I also oh go ahead. When I when I was in school, um, mind you, this was university. This wasn't. high school or whatever you want to call school mm-hmm. when when you say school to what people think of school um we had mock presentations all the time mm-hmm. i mean for whatever reason i mean i had political science classes i had law classes i had film studies and all kinds of bs um I always wore a suit and I had a briefcase and I even had <laughs> one of the, those uh, zero Halliburton briefcases and that, that's how I presented. And I mean, was it empty? No, Tell it's, me it was empty. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all my presentation materials were. So oh. I, I, you know what? It was just, I tried to sell it and made me feel more, uh, more important. Thoughtful. And I thought if anything, um, if my level of pre- level of preparedness is not a hundred percent, then maybe I can sell it to them by at least looking the part, kind of fake yeah. it till you make it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, make an impression. Try not to look uh, too ridiculous, and it worked. <laughs> I mean, uh, one case in particular, I was not prepared for the presentation, and I I nailed it. I sold it based on just pre- presentation, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> So. Well, and so this is what I'm going to wear. Um, I'm stretching out my jeans because I did a big load of denim yesterday. <laughs> so all my jeans are mildly tight. So I have to, you know, stretch them all out again. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and this t-shirt and then I'm going to wear a blazer and then like whatever else. Right on. I'm going to look pretty cool. There you go. That's Looking cool. Um, and I've invited four people. So I have four guests coming. <sighs> Which is good. Your parents? And no. My mom's actually disappointed. <laughs> she's, because I tell her I told her I'm inviting like these four people. And she goes, Oh, well, when is it? And I'm like, It's seven in the morning. She's like oh, Not interested. I have work that morning. No, they would they would have come, but she has she's a teacher. Well, she's head of human resources for the local school board. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's a superintendent, so she has school visits. Okay. So she has school visits tomorrow. So she's like, oh, I have school visits. And then I tell one of my other friends that I have this presentation. He's like, well, when is it? I said 7 a.m. And he goes, I get up at 6.30 to go to work for 7. <laughs> <laughs> and this presentation's an hour away. So I get up at 5 in order Yuck. to get there at 7. Although tomorrow I'm getting up at 4.30 because I want to be there early so I can set up my camera and put all these sheets out <laughs> on everyone's spot there's literally been nights i go to sleep at 4 30 so uh, probably tonight no you text me when you're going to sleep i'll text you when i'm getting no up. tonight's gonna be an early night <laughs> yesterday was a late night 120 mm-hmm. something i remember looking at my phone uh, going 120 something i'm out <laughs> petra what did we say about not staying up until 2 a.m doing work uh, i wasn't doing work i was having fun I was just wired and All right, that's uh, fine. yeah, I was watching, um, Fargo on, uh, the TV show. Yeah. I like okay. it. I, is it at all related to the movie? 
Uh, the first season was kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You you have to watch it. It's it's fantastic. I wasn't a big fan of the movie. Oh, we can't talk it's just anymore. Not my style. You should know that I am binge watching Friends again. Yeah, I've literally watched the movie Fargo probably a dozen times. Uh, (laughs) There's got to be like once every eighteen months I watched it, and I was introduced to it in the photography program at Venture College, in the Hmm. film class. I never seen it or heard of it until then, and it just took my breath away. It's it's such a fantastic film. It's done so well. I know that people like it, but I just all to be honest with you, all I saw was the dude going in the wood chipper, and I was like, mm. "That was at the end." Not my kind of movie. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing. I okay. just walked in for that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's that has nothing to do with anything. That that's just way, a dude does, getting like in the wood chipper. Do we have like a weird fear, like societal fear of wood chippers? Because <clears throat> I feel like people going into wood chippers is a thing that pops up in several movies. No, it's just a very good way to get rid of a body. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, speaking of networking, um, do you have <laughs> do you have anything for us this week on networking? So our last episode would have been a short. Yeah, this um, take two. Yeah, short overview of a situation you were dealing with last week. Which, for me, just... uh, Networking, you have to put some serious work into networking. I feel like people just expect to, like, hey, I'm going to go to a networking event and meet people. And then I'm going to get all the work. So so I do have something to to add. Something very, very important. And I think what it... Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, what it's going to do is it's going to blow people's mind. <clears throat> so okay, wait, I'm ready. Do I need a helmet? Yeah. Contain it all inside the helmet. <laughs> what it comes down to is um, understanding the term networking and understanding okay. why you're doing it. Um, we all hear terms like word of mouth. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand what word of mouth is. They, they, they know that word of mouth is somebody recommending somebody, but they don't understand the the power of it and how how the word of mouth actually exists and to me sidebar word of mouth is a really weird term (sighs) word of mouth well what else is coming out of our mouths just sound effects like yeah (laughs) okay i feel the same way about uh bird of prey it makes no sense to me that is kind of weird actually if you think about it, bird of prey. Is that because it's composed of prey because it ate all of it? Right. Uh, this is how my brain works. This is exactly how my brain works. And I and I can't figure it out. I really Although we've to. already been over the whole getting on a bus thing or on a plane. And it's it's related. Yeah, or in the bed. I'm gonna go in the bed. Um so <clears throat> see now I'm losing my train of thought. But sorry. Bird of prey. Word of mouth. Here we go. Um <laughs> So what is like, what is word of mouth? Uh, you don't just, you don't just go around saying, Hey, I'm looking for this person and people go, Oh, I know somebody. Oh, word of mouth. Like it's reputation, right? Well, exactly. It's difficult to kind of cover everything in, in the very short episode that we're going to do, uh, of, of the philosophy of word of mouth. So to me, Mm -hmm. if, if I, if I need something, the, the first thing I do is Google it. 
that's that's what I always do. Or if I'm mm-hmm. looking for something, I search for it. Uh, but I find the society doesn't work that way. Uh, specifically with, for example, Facebook. Um, if you're a member of a group, uh, somebody always hops on to that group and starts asking questions that y- you yourself just end up Googling and answering those questions. Right? Yeah, because it's like, dude, like, why didn't you just Google this? <laughs> yeah. So Unless they're looking for recommendations. You know, you have those groups on Facebook where they're like... Um, 24-7 yard sale or yeah. in and around whatever city or whatever. And people go in there asking for recommendations for some sort of business mm-hmm. or a service or whatever. And people will give recommendations and tag all of these businesses. And I have found that those people in those groups that are going to a big group of people rather than their immediate mm-hmm. network, so their family and friends, mm-hmm. those people are looking for the cheapest option. That's right. Always. Always. Exactly. So this is what, this is exactly kind of where I'm going with this. So word of mouth is interesting because you can have a reputation of being the cheapest person, or you can have a reputation of being the best person, or you can just have a reputation of being that person and being available. So understanding your client, right? Again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of condense it so that I don't go off on a tangent here. Um, But when you're looking for a plumber, for example, uh, one of the biggest things that people fear is reliability and uh, afford affordability, especially Mm -hmm. with services like plumbers, for example. So they will turn to somebody that they trust, Mm -hmm. right? Um, they're not just going to go to a random person or go to a person that they don't like. They're always going to turn to a person that they trust. So word of mouth is only as good as the source of it, mm-hmm. right? Meaning um, these people who go on Facebook on the on these groups or whatever and ask for recommendations, like I always put myself in their shoes kind of like you just got 20 different choices. How do you even begin to choose? Yep, right? they choose the cheapest option. They choose the cheapest option. So <laughs> yeah. um, where for me, uh, if it's anything to do, with anything related with a house or anything like that, I call my friend who's a real estate agent who has, I think, a dozen or so income properties. And he's, for the last 25 years, he's been hiring trades, doing things himself. Mm-hmm. That's who I go to. That's my word of mouth. So yeah. if I... Now, I'm going to turn the tables a little bit and say this. If I was networking and looking for recommendations from people for their word of mouth recommendations, I would want to uh, network with experts who would have credit um, or merit in recommending uh, services that people yeah. go to them, right? So, yeah. so if I was a roofer or uh, HVAC salesperson, I would mm-hmm. go to the to my um, real estate agent and take him out for lunch, for example, and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, not trying to sell you anything, but I want to tell you about you know what I'm doing." Or or not, don't even approach it that way, but constantly kind of remind what you're doing, so that when it comes time to recommend somebody they recommend you right so this is where then this is where i started about networking understanding networking Mm -hmm. so 
networking isn't just going to networking events and meeting people and handing out as many business cards as possible. Yeah. It's literally trying to um, affiliate yourself or associate yourself and network with people who actually are considered either experts or have the credit or, you know, or mm -hmm. the merit to be able to recommend somebody. Um, that that's hopefully people understand that hopefully I know, but that's, that's even a small part because you meet these people and great, but then what? So these people who have built up credibility and people come to them looking for, you know, an HVAC technician or a plumber or electrician or whatever, they expect high quality services, right? Mm -hmm. So you go and you introduce yourself to this person. They're not going to refer you just for the fun of it. No. They're correct. going to need to know you for a bit and they're going to need to know about you and about your business. So you don't, you aren't just handing, you said, like you said, you're not just handing these people a business card. You're going to have to put some serious effort into proving your credibility to them. Absolutely. Um, and so to explain the whole concept of BNI, which I'm sure that I've gone over at some point, but like we have said, we've lost this episode yeah, like this, 10 times this, this already. This is take so. three. <laughs> I know. I'm not really sure <laughs> what we've covered. That's why I'm so always, that's why I'm thinking back. I'm like, I might've said <laughs> this. <laughs> so BNI is an international organization. There are individual chapters in communities or there can be multiple chapters. So I go to the Collingwood chapter and in the Collingwood chapter, we have one person from every conceivable industry. So I'm the only like family <clears throat> wedding photographer. Mm -hmm. There's only one web designer. There's only one um, multimedia producer. There is one electrician. Um, we don't have a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> we could have a plumber, but as soon as we get a plumber, that's it. Yeah. You only have one plumber. Um, and the idea is you meet every week and you meet with these people outside of meetings and you get to know each other really well. You stay up to date on each other's businesses. You learn how to refer each other, mm -hmm. um, either based on their services, but also based on like, hey, if you're overhearing a conversation or you're having a conversation with a friend or a family member and they say this like one thing that makes you think of this person that you know that you can refer them to. Um, so, for example, I don't want people referring me only when they hear I need a photographer. Right. I want them to be like. Oh, you've lost 50 pounds. Have you ever thought about doing a photo session? Because damn, you, you look really good right now. And I know a photographer who like specializes in this. Do you want me to connect you with her kind of thing? You specialize in people losing weight? Right. <laughs> well, you would at that point, you would do a boudoir session or maybe right. you're feeling more confident. So then you want to do that couples session or. Yeah. And, and, uh, and we're just pulling it or, out of thin know? air. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just giving you an example. Yeah. Um, so you get to know each other really well, so you know how to refer each other. Um, right. But you don't just join BNI and then suddenly get referrals. And when I joined BNI, um, our district executive person, director, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, she puts out a note saying when people have renewed and when people have joined. So she put out this note and a photographer sent me a message saying, hey, we have a photographer's group. Can I add you to it? And I said, sure. So... She's added me to this group and I have found that I have been giving out so much advice and asking no questions. Um, <laughs> so for example, um, one of the posts 
I saw in there recently, which kind of drove me bananas, was so this woman posts, are you all getting work from BNI? Hmm. I get some work, but not sure if it's worth it to get up so early. Plus all the rules and time just starting my second year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this made me so mad for a few reasons. And I like listed a bunch of notes. Um, so first of all, in BNI and with networking in general, the more you do it, the better it's going to get. So the more you build up your credibility, the more people are going to feel confident referring people to you. So your first year <laughs> by that concept <laughs> is going to be the worst year that you have mm-hmm. because each consecutive year, people are going to trust you more and know how to refer to you. Um, but beyond that, I just get the impression from this group that people go in and they give out photo shoots for one thing, yep. which makes me angry. Um, and then they expect to get referrals back. So... I, I don't, oh, so (laughs) later in the comments, um, someone asked her if she was getting headshots and uh, this is just the idea of this is driving me nuts. She's not a headshot photographer, but all the people in this group are telling her, well, do headshots for all the business people in the group. And she goes, well, that's not really my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then someone asks, well, what do you shoot? And she says, everything. And I was like, okay, hold up. (laughs) So my response was right off the top. um, Well, I'm confused now because you say that you don't do headshots, but then you say that you shoot everything. You can't go into BNI and tell people every week that you shoot everything. You need to be specific. You need to give them specific examples of people that they can refer you to. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to bet that the people in your group are super confused and they don't know how to refer people to you. Well, it sounds like the the people in her group, or I'm assuming it's a her, um, aren't really fond of her because she can't seem to make up her mind. Well, maybe. But I mean, that kind of... That kind of behavior to me would fail to build up credibility because that just to me means that someone is not in touch with what their business is and who their ideal client is. Um, And when that's the case, you generally get not so great results. You get people who are slashing their prices just to get business because they don't have enough coming through the door. They're lacking confidence. There's usually a lot going on there. Well, it sounds like so, they're in BNI out of desperation because they're just kind of grasping at straws. They're not looking to, and, and here's what I wanted to say earlier. Uh, networking is all about building a brand. You, what mm-hmm. you're doing is building a brand. You're advertising. You're, take out, you're taking out little tiny personal billboards uh, each time you talk to a person. You're literally, your main goal is to build a brand, not to, not to get a job that day. You're, you're working on building your brand. You're getting your name out there. Or how about relationships? Because building a brand, yes, but building relationships. Um, I just, these people are saying, well, give out free headshots to everyone or give a reduced rate, but that doesn't, give an indication of how much my work is worth. And then I run into the issue of these people in my BNI group thinking that my work is worth that much. So when they're referring me later on, they're referring me to people who aren't spending as much money as I charge. Right. So you can't just be giving away free photo shoots 
But also you need to go into BNI expecting that you're going to give a lot before you get anything back. Right. Well, how about this? You're probably going to go six months. Hold on. You're going to go probably six months before you get any referrals. And that entire time you need to be providing value to the group. So whether that's referring people to other business people in the group or providing some sort of service or support, there's many different ways that you can provide value to people without like buying their products or giving them referrals. There's other ways to do it, but you need to be bringing value every week. I would ask this individual, have you referred anybody to other business? You know, because I'm willing to bet a dollar she hasn't. And that's, that's what it comes down to. If you're not referring anybody, why are you mm-hmm. expecting people to refer you? Yeah. It is Ugh. kind of like you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Um, yep. And if you want and your back scratched, you got to bring a scratcher. Yep. And you can't like it's so we're using BNI as an example, but it, it's the exact same. Everything that you're doing in BNI, you need to be doing with. I mean, you can network on your own. It'll be a heck of a lot more work but you need to do all that work still. So you still need to follow up with people constantly. Mm -hmm. You need to meet them face to face. You still need to be providing them value. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Huge. Um, Huge. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I still have a lot of trouble saying that. (laughs) Like I can't physically say it. Oh, Um, dog. I like your doorbell. I still have notes from our last episode. Hello, who's that? I don't know. Let's find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's here. She's just she's just ridiculous. It's my wife. Okay, so our, it's what? Hannah. It's oh, Hannah. Hi, it's, Hannah. It's my wife. Um. So last time we recorded this episode, the first note that we had was to be memorable. Ah, yeah. Um, I wrote that down. That's yeah, so funny. And I have been, I know you guys know, because I've said this several times, I have been... Um, reading how to make friends and influence people how's that working out (laughs) oh it's really good this book is filled with a whole bunch of qualities that i do not normally um possess so i think it's gonna turn out really well for me as long as you take its advice yes for sure but basically it's be nice that's basically the whole concept <laughs> of the book is to be nice. I mean, you'd be surprised how well it works, it <clears throat> right? <laughs> I, I will admit that I'm not actually the nicest person. Um, you definitely don't want to cross me. It's you keep talking. Okay. Uh, this doesn't work anymore. You can't just walk away cause we have video. <laughs> so in the past, <laughs> you used to do this. You, you used to just go. You put. You would put your finger up and you'd walk away. You can't do that anymore. We see everything. <laughs> Anyways, um, so what I'm trying to say is, if you cross me, I I have very little patience for stuff like that. Yeah, I'll uh, kill you. Um, yeah. <laughs> now it's on the record. Now I have to admit to it. Follow through. Follow through. <laughs> Um, I just, I just don't have patience for stupidity. I, I don't tolerate mm-hmm. stupidity very well. And, uh, but I'm a nice person otherwise, uh, at least I present myself as a nice person and I tolerate a lot of stupid BS from people and I tolerate a lot of stupid people and stupid questions and stupid everything. And 
Um, I mean, I'm making myself look like a bad person by even considering that the world is full of stupid people. Um, but back to the whole brand thing, you you are your own brand. You do represent yourself. So you sometimes have to uh, bite the bullet and, you know, be a nice person. And I've... <laughs> bite the bullet and be nice. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> I've told you, I've shared stories where I've literally like poked somebody with my camera because they were in my way yeah. or something, you know, I've done, done really, really stupid things that I do not recommend people do. Um, I can back shit up, you know, so <laughs> I'll pick a fight. I don't care. Um, the other day, uh, this was a bit of a funny racist joke that I said, um, we did a, we did an engagement session for, uh, Hannah's brother because he just got engaged and uh, his fiance wanted fall colors and so we we hit a couple of parks and he's a big fan of the Mandarin so he's like hey guys let me take you out to dinner uh, let's just go to Mandarin I was like that's perfect because me I will have a bunch of little finger foods let's let's hit it <laughs> we had a great time it was fantastic and as we're leaving there's a waiter with a tray of like these little Chinese trinkets and a glass of mints and he gives the little Chinese trinkets to the kids and he gives the mints to the adults. And so there's a, a man and a little girl walking out about six feet in front of us. He offers this to them and they refuse it. Well, Aaron is Hannah's brother. He wants a mint. So he actually like makes eye contact with the guy and he said, oh, I'd like one. And this guy just totally ignores him. Like, I have no idea why. <laughs> He actually tries to get get his attention, and this this dude just has he's n not doing anything. And I mean, there's a group of four of us walking out, mm -hmm. technically five, um, <laughs> and uh, four point two five. Well, then what about the one in the belly? <laughs> Anyways. Oh, okay, that's a good point. Four point three three. Three three. The kind. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So. <laughs> Anyways, um, Aaron's like two feet in front of me. And I said, Aaron, that's, that's not for white people. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So I know that my family can hear me and I know that Aaron can hear me. Yeah. But I also know that if, if the guy in front of me is talking very loud to get the attention of somebody, and they can't hear him. He's not a. He's not going to hear me. I, mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of funny, but the the person in front of us with a little girl, he was uh, of Middle Eastern or Asian descent. He was mm -hmm. not ca Caucasian, and I didn't see him. I'm not judging him or anything, but it was to me that was funny because it was like, um, you know, you're welcome here. We'll take your money, eat our food, but get out. We're not giving you a gift type situation. <laughs> you're white. I don't like you. Um, so to me, that was really funny. And I had no problem saying that. And if had somebody heard me, I, I would have just backed that up. I'd be like, it's, it's, it's a joke guys. Relax. You know, Oh, you want to kick me out? I'm out. Don't worry about it. Um, but I'm a strong believer of like thinking before you're talking. So I thought about that. I thought about the consequences of my actions of what's going to happen. And I have no problem sharing it and admitting it. Okay. Uh, it's not going to be a situation uh, of, you know, this coming out later on and I'm denying it. I'm, 
mm-hmm. I'm admitting to it. So um, the same shit kind of applies to um, to the business side of things about building a brand and you have to be careful what you say, right? Like I wasn't there representing myself as Lux Photography Company, but mm-hmm. at the same time, there may have been people who know me as an individual who's in business for themselves, who's Mm -hmm. representing the company because I represent my brand and saying shit like that can actually have very severe negative impact on your business. Right. Because word of mouth can travel, um, in a positive way or it can impact you in a negative way. Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I made sure I, wasn't too loud when I said that. Anyways, I don't want to talk about it too much anymore. I'm going to let you take over. <laughs> I just thought um, it was interesting. But um, uh, Well, I, I noticed that the next thing that I said on, on my list was to make casual connections. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first things that happened when I joined BNI was I had a, a one-to-one meeting with another member and it basically start, started to sound like she was trying to sell me yeah, they all, her products, absolutely. which I'm just like... No, <laughs> like I'll buy it if I want it, but yeah, I don't, I don't want it right now. Was it, so was it beauty, was it beauty related? It was a diet related. Diet related. Thing. Um, oh my goodness. And have I told you this story yet? So I'm, I get a message on Facebook from a girl that I play ball with and she says, um, Oh no, my pen! <laughs> why? Why did she say that? <laughs> she says, "She says I'm looking for a photographer for mm-hmm. my husband's dad's like 75th birthday or something." Mm-hmm. And obviously, I thought of you, and I'm just looking for prices and availability. Um, um, can you send those along to me? And also, I don't know if you knew, but I have a home-based Arbon business. And I would love to meet with you and talk about the business and the products. And I was like, well, here are, and I just know, I know that like, she only said that first part about needing a photographer so that she could say it's a part about Arbonne without it's an feeling opener. bad about it. Yeah. yeah. That was her opener. Um, so <laughs> I sent her prices and availability knowing that I'm never going to hear from her again about photography. Right. And then I tell her, I am not interested in starting another business. Sorry. Well, then she goes, okay, well, can you please have coffee with me so that I can talk to you about the business and the products? Because I think you'd be interested in them. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not interested. Um, so that really, really frustrated me. Like never open a conversation with someone talking about your products. That for me was basically cold calling. Like I know that we know right. each other, but it's basically cold calling and cold calling doesn't work. It works like one every 100 times and <clears throat> it's not effective. And I didn't know that I like I knew, but I didn't know that she had an Arbon business because she doesn't do any sort of education. She doesn't put any time into even posting on social media about Arbon and all of the benefits, right? and all yeah. of these different products. For me, she has absolutely no credibility as an Arbon consultant. Right. Um, the woman in my BNI group, however, that is an Arbon consultant, has scads of credibility because she has talked about Arbon. And by the way, she also has not tried to sell me on anything. 
Because you, when you're ready and you are interested in Arbonne, yes. you'll know, okay, this person made an impact. Yeah. And that's exactly how it should work with mm-hmm. your business if it's photography. You should make an impact in uh, in, <laughs> in people's lives. Um, yes. You're distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> you this should. is why people need to watch the video that's episode. Right. <laughs> I'm having a lot of trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, and the funny thing is, so... In our chapter, she's been telling us when they have special deals with Arbonne, which mm-hmm. they do. And and she's been saying, Kate, if you spend this much money this month, then you're going to get a preferred um, customer's account or whatever right. it's called. And then you get a 20% discount off of all of your orders, which is awesome. I don't think I'm going to spend that much money right now. But I was like, hey, I'm out of protein powder. Like... <laughs> why can't i just replace it with the arbonne protein powder why the heck not like they have flavorless protein well and and if it's shit she has has, well but she has told me about like their company policy Mm -hmm. and why they do things the way they do and how all of their stuff is super clean so it and when i'm going to do i go to the grocery store and i get stuff with ingredients that i do not recognize like it actually makes more sense to order it from her you, than it does to go to the grocery store and get it. You are word of mouthing right now. So yes. you have now become the ambassador yeah. for that brand. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what I was talking about earlier. Um, you are now, you, well, that actually I said it. You're the ambassador for that brand. Mm-hmm. Not because she shoved it down your throat or because you've used it for a long time, yeah. but because she's made a positive impact on you. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a level of confidence that made you believe whether it's true or not, which it's yeah. more than likely true, that made you believe that she's a credible individual. Mm-hmm. That's that's it right there. That's that's the secret to networking right there. Just just sell yourself, sell your sell your credibility and the product mm-hmm. that you attach to yourself <clears throat> and your your credibility and your brand. People will come seeking it out. Yeah. So. And, but then you have, okay, what about creative entrepreneurs? What about photographers specifically? Because we don't have a product that we sell. And what we sell is kind of a luxury. Like, it's photography is not a necessity. So, well, we don't sell a product. So how do we get people to refer to us? You have a really great personality. You treat people really well. And at some point, everyone needs a photographer. Mm-hmm. So be really good at what you do and treat people really, really, really well. And you're going to get referrals. Yeah. I hate to tell you it's, it's not about how good your photos are. It's really about how well you treat people. It's true because (laughs) the the funny thing is for the most part, I'd say about 75%, maybe close to 80% of photographers are better than good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so if the bar at, at creating photos, yeah, at creating photos, if the bar's yeah. right here, everybody sits above the bar. So, yeah. whenever somebody is shopping for a wedding photographer, of course, they, they're always thinking that, that they they need somebody way up here. The mm-hmm. the thing is, they'll be happy with anyone, anyone in this eighty percent group. So, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's the twenty percent that that are just so bad and they shouldn't really do it from yeah. my perspective. I, I think their clients deserve better, but 
I find that a lot of that, a lot of that 20% are just really good people and really good at selling themselves. There's one individual particularly right now that I can think of that I don't want to mention this individual's name, but I think this individual is just that they're whatever. It doesn't matter. It's it's a personal opinion, but, but they suck. (laughs) Okay. And, and this individual is super busy. Super mm-hmm. freaking busy. So I find that generally with those people, see, you have the people who are like good at business mm-hmm. and you have the people who are good at the creative aspects of it. And most of the time, those two things don't really cross over. Um, if you're good at the business part, you're going to be more successful than the person who is just good at the creative. Part. Right. So there's that. But you have these people who are super new to photography, for example. And they Mm -hmm. start a business. Mm -hmm. I I say this in quotations because they don't charge HST. And they don't... uh, Probably a lot of them don't collect income tax. And all that fun stuff. Sales tax? Or pay income tax on it. Or pay income tax. Oh, pay income tax. Right. Yes. So they're super nice and they get a lot of clients charging $200 for a portrait session and giving over digital files. They get really busy that way. But I find, especially when they get into weddings and they charge like $1,000, $1,500 for a full day of shooting and then give over digital files, I find that those people at some point, like the business part kind of falls apart and they don't know how to manage their clients and they are procrastinating and they're getting files to people late and they're not edited. And like, so the relationship that they built with these clients to start off with the guys are here cutting the lawn, by the way. <laughs> totally acceptable. We're used to it. <laughs> so the relationship that they built with their clients up until the wedding or up until the photo session completely falls apart afterward because they fail to follow up with people. They fail to deliver things in a timely manner when they said they were going to do it. Um, they didn't educate their clients enough on additional costs that there might be. So all of a sudden they're charging their clients all of this extra stuff that they weren't aware of. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that's when things completely fall apart. And the same goes for just generally networking with other business people or other individuals. Mm -hmm. You can't just like meet them and that's the end of it. That is not the end of it. We've already said like, you need to build credibility with these people. You need to be following up with these people because you need to be top of mind, but it's gonna take you six months to a year to develop a good relationship with them. Absolutely, yeah. And this is like regular communication. It's not like, oh, I'm going to email them every six months and then I'm going to, they're going to find me credible. And no, this is like, you meet them. The next day you send them a thank you note. The next day you send them an email asking them to go out for coffee. Mm -hmm. After coffee, you email them thanking them for coffee. Like you send them a handwritten note after that. And like, you just, uh, I just feel like people meet other individuals and then go, oh, I should get all of the referrals now. Or they yeah. join BNI and they should they go, well, I'm the photographer in the group, so all of you should be referring people to me. Everyone knows <clears> other <throat> photographers. Mm-hmm. Unless you have built that credibility, they're going to refer people to those other photographers that they know. So how do you deal with that? Do the work. Do the work. <laughs> so let's say you know a very good, I, I don't want to use plumber, I'm going to use auto mechanic. Uh, okay. But this auto mechanic, you refer half a dozen people to this auto mechanic, but this auto mechanic isn't referring people to you. Um, you just keep doing it. 
If they're a good auto mechanic, you just keep doing it. So they don't ever have to refer to you. Do you at any point ask why this auto mechanic is not referring people to you? Well, I mean, there is that. <laughs> uh, this isn't like a just stop referring people so, kind of thing. This is, you're not, you need to remember that you're not doing it so that people will refer to you. You're doing it so that you are a good person and that you're building credibility in yourself. Right. Because other people are going to see this too. If you are referring people to the auto mechanic in your BNI group every week... Other people are going to see that. But you can go to that auto mechanic and ask them for coffee. And especially in BNI, um, your one-to-one meetings, you are specifically educating each other on how to refer the other person. So you would be talking to the auto mechanic about, hey, these are my ideal clients. Mm -hmm. And this is what you might want to listen for, um, for a good referral for me or, you know, whatever. Or do you know this one specific person? Because I'd really like to book them for their wedding. Right. Like, could you refer? Could you introduce us? You can sit down and have those conversations. And when you're meeting business people just outside of a networking group or networking event, it's totally reasonable for you to email them and say, hey, I would love to learn more about your business and what you do. And I think you might be interested in some things that I do. Um, try to say it in a way that doesn't make it sound like a sales pitch. Which is hard. But it is perfectly reasonable. I know it's hard, but it's perfectly reasonable to set up a meeting with a business person to discuss business. Okay. Of course, if that person is not receptive, probably not a good referral partner. Right. So the, what I was saying about this auto mechanic is this auto mechanic yes. is constantly referring another photographer who's not in BNI, yep. and you mm-hmm. found out about this. Sometimes they've just known the person longer. That's the person they use. Like we have a chiropractor in the group, yeah. and we have people in the group have who have been going to other chiropractors for their entire lives. So of course they're going to refer their own chiropractor. Me, on the other hand, I live in a different city than a lot of those mm-hmm. people. So I might have a chiropractor in Owen Sound that I refer, but if I'm talking to people in Collingwood, I'm referring them to that chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Like the door is always open for other referrals, right? Right. Um, maybe the auto mechanic is referring people for headshots and family sessions. Do you really want someone referring a whole bunch of people to you for headshots if you do not like taking headshots? Right, right. I guess what I'm trying um, to get if, at is... If the mechanic... If the mechanic is in your BNI group, it yeah. if it's totally reasonable to sit down with them and say, "Hey, I know you've been referring this other photographer." I would ask them. Okay. I would say, "Is there a reason that you're not referring me?" Um, I feel like the first thing you should do is schedule that meeting with them and sit down with them and sort of try to educate them on how to refer you. <laughs> so they say, "Yeah, the other photographer is my wife." Well, then, yeah, they're probably not going to refer you. Right. Big fucking whoop. <laughs> so do you stop referring this uh, this mechanic then? Because no. you know they'll never refer you. And why? No. Why don't you? I mean, you, you're, people... you're never going to get work from them. No, but you'll get work from other people in the group. You know, so this is where I'm going with this. Um, the funny thing about it is whenever you have a great referral and a person has a great experience with it, Mm-hmm. When they need your services or your type of services, mm-hmm. they will come back to you. Yeah. 
So the amounts of time I referred my real estate agent or uh, my auto mechanic or whoever I've referred, the people I've referred to these to these other people are very often in a situation where they know other photographers and they can go to other people and they come back to me because mm -hmm. they have good experiences and they always call me first and you know it's up to me to say no I'm not interested in this job or whatever but the whole the whole point of this what the, I'm trying to make is um, if you are in a situation where you're referring an individual who doesn't refer you back uh, don't worry about so much about reciprocation as much as you mm -hmm. being the good person and you being yeah. you know because now you're building you're actually building uh, credibility and you're building your brand by being that um, <clears throat> guide if you will by being that re referring body um, it's it's a huge deal I think mm -hmm. so and you know what's funny is I have my BNI presentation tomorrow and one of the guests I invited is a woman whom is a part of welcome wagon so she had just moved to town i advertise with welcome wagon mm -hmm. she and i had connected and met for coffee so she is a business owner and i invited her to be an eye because i'm giving this presentation mm -hmm. i'm like hey like you're new to town you should come and meet these people and she had already talked with me about some photography stuff but like how how is it going to hurt me like she's probably not going to book me immediately after this presentation no. but it is not going to hurt me at all to invite her to this meeting where she can advertise her business and then she's going to sit there for 10 minutes and learn about mine yeah like that is a great way to sort of build some credibility and build a relationship with this woman i think so <sighs> so goodness gracious <clears throat> i feel like there's so much more that we're going to have to cover yeah in networking absolutely um, and and, it, and it's not fair because we we have we didn't start at the beginning and end at the end we we started and got interrupted and started and got interrupted so yeah uh we're you know this is kind of all over the place yeah like i said this is take three for us and it's technically yeah. part two basically uh, to sum up today's episode uh be nice <laughs> be nice and put the flip and work in Imagine that you're just starting in a networking group or you're just starting networking on your own. Just mm -hmm. go out and meet people and build relationships with people that are nice to you for sure. Mm -hmm. And provide value and build credibility. Don't expect to get a whole bunch of stuff back. Just just do it. Okay, I'm on it. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Um, yeah, F8 style if you want this shirt i want that shirt use the code de launch when you check out because you could get this shirt for free with the purchase of a bag um also we haven't talked about freightcom in a while i'm glad i'm glad you brought that up grad i'm glad you brought that yeah. up yeah go for it um um go um. sign up for <laughs> freightcom use the code um sophia levin just Sophia? just Sophia. Just Sophia. And then your account will be automatically activated. Yeah, which... You can start checking out some rates. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So about Freecom, I, uh, I'm surprised how much I use them. Because... Right? Seriously. <laughs> like, I have my own accounts. Uh, but 
the good news is uh, Pedal Boss is growing internationally. And so yesterday, mm-hmm. well, actually today, I'm, I have a package sitting in front of me that's uh, bound for Finland. And, cool. um, you know, it, it was only $31 or, 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 yeah, about $31 uh, to send a package to Finland. Um, Canada Post. Uh, well, that's cheaper than the UK. <laughs> uh, Canada Post with their way slower service um, was about 25% more expensive. Now, Canada Post currently has a 25% off coupon that you can apply. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even with that 25% code, I think it's like code 25, it was still more expensive. And it it took twice as long to get there. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of like surprised people aren't doing it. And the (laughs) reason... If you're not if you're not on Freightcom and you ever ship anything ever, right. you're insane. But also, even if you haven't shipped anything, just go on and sign up, honestly, because you're going to use it at some point. If exactly. you ship Christmas presents, exactly, go this is what and I'm get getting it. to. So <laughs> don't don't go and sign up when you need it. Sign up mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Network now. Yeah. read benefits later sign up now learn how to use it so um th- this is this is why i was excited to talk about it uh i overheard a conversation that somebody was having and they they were complaining that they have to package something and then they drive to the post office to mail it mm-hmm. and stand in line and listen to old ladies bitch about stamp prices and i'm like are you fucking kidding me we had this conversation before you mm-hmm. and I. Um, so I mentioned to, to this individual, I, I hate that I can't use names. I just want to use names and Was shame people. Cake? No. Um, <laughs> that's a name we haven't used in a long time. Um, Hi, Stevie Cake. <laughs> oh, wait, I should wave. Hi, well, Stevie right. Cake. <laughs> so, and I said, well, what about Freycom? And this individual said, well, I, I just, I can't figure it out. I just haven't had the opportunity to, uh, right? So you can't figure it out because you have a package that needs to be delivered and you're sitting down right now to figure it out. Get this shit figured out now so that when you need to send something and But it's not complicated. It's not it complicated. Isn't. No. It is not complicated. If you know how to use Facebook, you're already an expert at Facebook. Oh yeah. So you you put some numbers into some boxes and then you're done. This is the best part. This is where this individually goes. Yeah, but then I have to drive it all the way to the depot. I'm like, no. We've and had actually, I don't think this. you can. I think with Freightcom, they have to pick it up. No, you can. You can drop it off once you have a. If you if you choose UPS, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go and drop it off at the UPS depot. That's not an issue. It always says schedule pickup to me. Well, that that's. That's the option. <laughs> you, I, but I don't think I have another option. Yeah, you just you don't have to click on it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, like for me, for example, I use Aramax uh, quite often uh, because they're amazing for international shipments. And the way it works is with Aramax is it's actually Purolator who picks it up at your, mm-hmm. uh, at your place and brings it to mm-hmm. Aramax. And then they ship it out and then they have because their network in canada is non-existent they have uh, a point in toronto and a point in vancouver so based on which way it goes you know um and they use purolator to get the packages to their depots so yeah their depots in toronto so Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not going to drive it to their depot i'm obviously going to pick it up 
However, if I need to send a package out today, like mm-hmm. it's got to go out today because it's got to be in the post overnight, etc. And I choose UPS, for example. Mm-hmm. My cutoff is 3 p.m. here. So mm-hmm. if I'm getting the package ready at 4.30, I have to go and drop it off at the depot, which isn't a big deal. I can drop it off up, up until 7 p.m. And uh, I can actually drop it off at the um, UPS store, which is not mm-hmm. too far. It's 12 kilometers from here. Um, so where am I going with this? is that I had a conversation with this individual on three separate occasions about how you schedule uh, your pickup, how you, it's, it couldn't be easier. And in his mind, uh, he still had, he still thought that he has to put it together, uh, be very confusing. And at the same time, go drop it off. So I, I want to just say, you know what? I have no patience for you anymore. I'm done networking with you. (laughs) We're done. I just want to break up with this person. Um, so, but on that note, that's that. right. Use Freightcom. You'll love it. It's, yeah, use it's Freycom. the best part since sliced bread. Have you been sending out uh, a lot of the mugs? I have. Yeah. The, the funny thing is uh, yesterday I was doing a Uline order and I'm like, oh, um, why did I order these tiny boxes? And then I remember. Last time, yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so that, believe it or not, I've, I've ordered three times since then. And mm-hmm. um, because I ordered those tiny boxes for you, I've mm-hmm. been reordering them for myself because I actually use them for pedals. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, Good boxes, yeah. huh? Yeah, but I, but I was like, why, why would have I ordered these in the first place? They, they seemed a little too small. But <laughs> then I, I remembered, so... How how are your boxes? Are you still? They're good. You haven't they run out. They were probably a teensy bit small, but I feel like it was the dimensions. Like the next box up would have been like way too big in one direction. So they literally have one inch increments. I can still close it, so that's fine. Nice. <laughs> one direction. <laughs> that's Ugh. yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna go make some lunch. On that note. Um, <laughs> We, uh, we're going to end and, uh, I have nothing else to say. You've been listening to Double Exposure Show. Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark, Ben Sound for our theme music, and thank you for sharing this episode with a friend. Don't forget to join us in the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook. And if you like what you've heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Until next time. Get to work.